Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Today's episode of the Believe in Steelers podcast is brought to you by betonline.ag and conference championship weekend is here. In the AFC, you've got the Bengals and the Chiefs. In the NFC, you've got the 49ers and the Rams. And Ike, if you want to place a bet on the NFL playoff action, betonline.ag is the place to do it. Man, I guarantee since I'm in Las Vegas and I call that the godfather of betting, you best believe I will be going to betonline.ag to bet something this weekend when it comes down to football. Ike offering the listeners and the viewers of the Believe in Steelers podcast an offer they can't refuse. And to do that, head to betonline.ag today. Check out the new updated and desktop and mobile website. Sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to get started. Bet online where the game starts. All right, cue the music. It's time to start the show. Welcome to the Believe in Steelers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Mark Bergen. Joined, as always, by my guy, two-time Super Bowl champion and 12-year veteran of the Pittsburgh Steelers, number 24, Ike Taylor. And IT joining us this morning from the city of sin. You're in Las Vegas ahead of conference championship weekend. How are you doing, my man? It's an early start for you. Yeah, it's definitely an early start, but it's all good. I did give me some sleep. Even though they call it sense city, I don't call it faith city because you got to have faith when you're putting down a bet. So y'all might as well go to this website, 365, 24-7, betonline.ag. And Ike, I wish we had some prop bets for who the Steelers' next defensive coordinator will be. And that's really the big question mark we have is, you know, the rest of the regular, uh, the rest of the playoffs wrap up. We're in a conference championship weekend, but who is going to take over the Steelers defense with the retirement of Keith Butler and Steelers have requested to interview a couple different candidates. It includes New York Giants defense coordinator, Patrick Graham, the new New Orleans Saints secondary coach, Chris Richard as well. Terrell Austin could get in, promoted internally. He's the Steelers defensive backs coach right now. I've made my cast my, my case for Vic Fanny Pack Fangio, the ousted Denver Broncos head coach. And so I want to turn things over to you, Ike Taylor. If you know the front office, and right now it's Kevin Colbert, we'll see who ends up taking over for Kevin Colbert following April's draft, comes to you and says, Ike Taylor, who would you like to see be the defensive coordinator of the black and gold for the 2022 season? What is your answer to that question? Man, I like all three of your candidates, but I'm going to go with Fanny Pack. And, and the reason why I'm going with Fanny, Fanny Pack, Vic, you bring another head coach on board who could be your assistant head coach at the time. You got a guy who has a lot of experience. You got a guy who can run any kind of defense, whether it's a 3-4 or 4-3 defense. You got a guy that understands football. You get a, you get a, vet, a veteran, an a elderly, not elderly, but a guy who is groomed to coach. Vic, Coach Vic Fangio, Fanny Pack Fangio. So that's 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 what I'm looking at. Like I know a lot of a lot of times you want to go young. Um, I think on the offensive side, you want to you want to go young if you're going to be an offensive coordinator because the movement of the offense and to to get a like a, a Sean McVay, a, a Matt Lafleur, like a lot of these young OCs, they in tune one with the generation. Too on how the offense is shifting from college to the NFL, so I get that part. But on the defensive side, man, you got to stick to your old veteran guys. And I think why not get a, a Fanny Pack Vic because he knows and he understands whether it's a three four or a four three, what's going to go on. So, but the kicker, the kicker, and it's coming from Coach Keith Butts in a in a radio in a radio show he's done. And Coach Keith Butts, he really don't talk too much when it comes to the radio shows, but he wound up talking a lot, Mark. And he was saying for the most part, man, Coach Tomlin have been <laughs> making all these calls 
for for the for the Pittsburgh Steelers defense. So you never know, man. You just might get Coach T wind up promoting himself as the defense coordinator. Him probably bring somebody along to be assistant defense coordinator. Don't forget Coach Tomlin as well was a DC when he was in Minnesota. In Minnesota at the time between us and Minnesota, it was a one-two punch when it came down to the number one, the number two defense in the NFL. So don't be surprised. I'm just saying. I, I like where you're going with this. Vic Fangio, 63 years old, Ike, and then Terrell Austin is 56. So I like your thought process here for this reason. If you bring in a young stud defensive coordinator and the Steelers defense gets back into shape, and what I mean by that is, yes, you've led the league since 2017 in sacks every year, but you gave up the most rushing yards in the league in the 2021 regular season. If you bring in a young stud defensive coordinator and he does really well, my fear would be that another team could poach that same head coach. If you bring in a more established veteran like Fangio, he did have his opportunity to be a head coach in Denver. And I've repeated this in our last two episodes, but I'll say it again. The reason it didn't work out in Denver is the Broncos have searched to figure out the quarterback position since Peyton Manning retired. If you look at Vic Fanny Pack Fangio's track record as a defense coordinator with the 49ers, defensive coordinator with the Bears, that Broncos defense was very stout as well. At least with the 49ers and the Bears, I know that both of those defenses were capable of winning a Super Bowl during his tenure there. The 49ers made the playoffs three out of the four seasons he was there. And then that 2018 Bears defense was the reason he had the opportunity to become a head coach. So that's always the case I've made. Now, you look at some of these other candidates too, like Patrick Graham has a very nice resume considering, you know, right now at the Giants, the Giants aren't very good, but he has experience uh, with the Patriots, the Packers, and the Dolphins. And then Chris Richard, we talked last episode about how that New Orleans Saints defense is scary too. Uh, Chris Richard, the secondary coach, but the, the trepidation I would have there too is maybe Chris Richard wants to move on considering the retirement of head coach Sean Payton, Payton, which we're going to get into next segment. But I think all of them have impressive track records. Whoever ends up being the guy, I'm going to do a little bit more digging in terms of once a decision is made, the style of defense that they bring to the table, what their track record of success is, because I want to get this defense back to being a Super Bowl caliber winning defense it shored up on the back half of the 2021 season, Ike, but you mentioned there are some holes that the Steelers need to fill. It all starts up front at the line of scrimmage, and that's something that I hope that they either do through the draft or free agency. I say, I say since we were talking, this this is our second week talking about filling the hole. Um, we we assumed last week Coach Keith Bus wasn't going to be there and wind up being mm-hmm. right. Yep. Why not? You know, Coach, Coach T, if he was making the calls, as Keith, as Keith Bus was saying, why not just fill in as a defense coordinator? You know, you know exactly what you want. Why not change it to the four three? This would be your defense. You've been playing under the four three when you was in Tampa at a time and you was a DB coach. Um, and y'all won a Super Bowl. You wind up getting hired as a defense coordinator with Minnesota, and you were stout. You had two stud defensive tackles, and you was stopping the run game as a four three defense coordinator. And just to be honest with you, that's what you really want to play. You want to play a four three. And that's what your personnel says when it comes down <laughs> to your defense. Even though historically the, the Pittsburgh Steelers is known for a three-four and their linebackers roaming around, you want to get back to what you know and what you like, and that's a four-three. So I'm just gonna go on and throw it out there, Coach T. If you're hearing our show, you might as well take over as a defense coordinator as at, at a four-three defense coordinator. Because one, that's what your personnel kind of say. Two, that's what you want to roll with. Three you can change the narratives to move the shift and get what you like, even though historically the Pittsburgh Steelers have been a 3-4, you can go to a 4-3 and get some work done. Ike, we are recording this on January the 26th. This episode will be out on Friday, January the 28th. I'm going to keep a keep a mental note in the back of my mind if this is a storyline that emerges later once a defensive coordinator is selected, whoever that may end up being. If the Steelers shift from a 3-4 to a 4-3, I'm going to remember this conversation because you've said it now on back-to-back episodes and you have a way of manifesting this, speaking this into existence. Psychic Ike Taylor out on the Believe in Steelers podcast this morning. This is exactly how we kicking the weekend off on Friday. We starting off 
with this 4-3 coach, Tomlin, being the defense coordinator and why. Guaranteed. Okay, Ike, we will go on to the next segment. Sean Payton and stepping away as New Orleans Saints head coach. And I watched his media availability. It sounds like he is not going to coach in the 2022 season, which ruined my proposal of this. On Friday nights, he could coach the Naperville Central High School Red Hawks football team, his alma mater, my rival high school growing up in Naperville, Illinois. And then on Sundays, I had the pipe dream that he could coach the Chicago Bears, who have a head coaching vacancy. But it looks like for at least the time being, he will step aside. 58 years old, he had three years left on his deal with the Saints. But after, what was it, 16 seasons, 15 or 16 years, uh, 15 years coaching, because remember, he sat out the one year with the whole Bounty Gate scandal. That is a long time. It makes Mike Tomlin the second longest tenured head coach in the NFL behind Bill Belichick. But what a run it was for Sean Payton and the New Orleans Saints. I can't help but see a little bit of the writing on the wall, Ike, though, because the Saints are in salary cap hell. $74 million over the salary cap entering this offseason. It's going to be a lot of change in New Orleans, and it is truly the end of an era. Obviously, Drew Brees is retired at this point, but Sean Payton stepping down as Saints head coach, the end of an era in New Orleans. Man, that had to be something internally. Um, Coach Payton, I know Coach Payton personally. Man, Coach Payton talking on the phone. We'd have some good times together off the field. Some grown man times. He just a uh, he's an offensive genius, so say. Well, man, it hurts when you miss a Hall of Fame quarterback sitting back there. And for Coach Sean Payton to get his squad in contention to make to make the playoffs, Sean Payton has loved James Winston goes down. Now you got to deal with your third-string quarterback, and you still wind up record-wise having a pretty good season. Now your defense stepped this game all the way up to help this team out, and you missed the Mike Thomas, one of you know one of the top receivers in the league at the time. He was wind up hurt. I guess y'all two kind of beefing, so you understand. Like Coach Sean Payne, like maybe I might need to breathe and leave. You know, when you want to talk about a city in New Orleans and going through hurricanes, um, every every damn near looks like. Three or four years, man, it's just something tragic happening to that city. That city can take a lot out of you because who's been there? Whether it was Sean Payton, whether it's Drew Brees, whether it was the, the the Saints organization just taking care of that city, leaving the opening for people, homeless people who need it at the time. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. And then you got to deal with your players and, and, and their families and where y'all standing. I mean, the, the last one, man, they wasn't even staying in the city. They were standing in, in, in Texas, and that's what Sean – that's what that's what Sean Payton kind of have his stumping ground. To say that and to to end it, to end off on Coach Sean Payton, is he a Hall of Fame coach? In my mind, yes, he is. Yeah. But I think he's just stepping away and catching a breather right now. Mentally, that could be exhausting coming from that city and what that city has to offer. That city has to offer a lot of life. That city is a soulful city. That city is a prideful city. But when it comes down to like off the field issues and we're talking about hurricanes, we're just talking about hurricanes, man, it can be draining, especially when you're all in with that city. Now, everybody have these speculations on what's going on with Coach Mike McCarthy and the Dallas Cowboys. I think that's the next visit for Coach Sean Payton. I think Jerry already said it before, and I think Jerry want to bite his words. He have no issue with Mike McCarthy this year as being a Dallas Cowboy head coach in 2022. I think if the Dallas Cowboys don't win the Super Bowl in 2022, guess who's stepping in? It will be a Sean Payton. And we all know what Sean Payton can do to a quarterback in the offense. <laughs> he's, the, he's the whisperer. That's exactly what he is to an offense to a city. And why not go back to a city and why not go back to a guy? Because I know Coach Sean Payton loves his money. It would be the Dallas Cowboys because Jerry going to give him whatever he needs. So that's what I think is going to happen. Now, as far as like TV-wise, he will be an analyst this year to fill in. I think Coach Sean Payton will take on when we see him next fall. He will be on TV. He will be breaking down games just like a Drew Brees, just like a Tony Romo, et cetera, et cetera. Chris Collinsworth, et cetera, et cetera. He will be doing that, and he will be doing that very well. But I think deep down inside, he wants to coach. He just needs to take a break and a breather. 2023, Coach Sean Payton will be a Dallas Cowboys coach. I guarantee you that. 
I like your prediction, Ike. If that were to happen, Peyton has three years remaining on his deal right now since signing his extension in 2019. So I know they're kind of calling it like a retirement right now. What's interesting is New Orleans maintains his rights right now if he were to return to coaching. But if it happens to be a year later, maybe the Cowboys don't have to give anything up say in the 2023 season, like you're suggesting, think- because I saw, I saw a lot of that online saying if Mike McCarthy doesn't get it done, Sean Payton could be waiting in the wings in Dallas. I'm with you there. Yeah. That's, that's the walkaway money. Like coach, but <laughs> coach, coach Belichick been getting number of money for a long time. Coach Tomlin been getting money for a long time. Coach Sean Payton been getting money for a long time. I don't think, I don't think they hurting for a dollar. Matter of fact, I ain't gonna say I don't think, I know they're not hurting for a dollar. So it's just let me get to a new landing spot. Um let me let me let me let me hit the reset button and the reset button is going into a new environment and why and why not Dallas? You know what I'm saying? So it's 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 going it's going to cost cuz you know they pay Tony Romo damn near 20 million dollars a year <laughs> just to sit on TV and coach Sean Payton even though he probably won't coach Somebody land and throw some money, dangle some cheese at them, and if you and if you're a rat, you know you got to bite that cheese. <laughs> so that's exactly what it's going to be for Coach Payton. So Coach Payton gonna have options in the next year, man. But I think by the end of the day, Mark, he would be a Dallas Cowboy head coach if Coach Mike McCarthy doesn't win the Super Bowl next year for the Dallas Cowboys. Ike, I want some of that cheese block, whether it's Gouda, Brie, Cheddar, I Pepper Jack. I want it all. Yes, sir. Give me. I don't. I don't care what kind of cheese it is. Um, as long as my sandwich, not sandwich, as long as my sandwich is fat and filled up with cheese, that's all that really matters. I don't even care what kind of cheese. Cheese gonna be cheese, and we're gonna be able to spend it how we want to spend it. In, in all seriousness, going back to the impact off the field with hurricanes. I go back to the 2006 season, Mm -hmm. Steve Gleason's blocked punt in the first game back at the Superdome. Mm -hmm. It's a moment I'll always remember. And I've never seen a crowd like that came across on TV of the crowd, just celebrating in pure jubilation. And I, that's something I'll always remember coming back after hurricane Katrina. Steve Steve Gleason got his own statue in front of the Superdome. That says a lot how the city felt about the man and what he's going through. Like, that city is the city. When that city rocking with you, it's rocking with you to the day you're in the dirt. For them to put a statue, I ain't talking about a Sean Payne statue. They could have put a Drew Brees. Man, let me go down slide and put a Steve Gleason statue <laughs> in front of the Superdome. That's exactly what happened. And so that's what I'm saying, man. Like, it's the moments for... You know, the new it's it's the moments for the city in New Orleans. You know, we call it second line. The second line is when somebody passes away, we celebrate. There's no crying, there's no mourning. We figure you're going to a better place. So what we're gonna do, we're gonna throw a party. We're gonna throw a party in the street. You're gonna you're gonna get carried by your family members, but it's gonna be in the horse and carriage, and we're gonna get the drums, we're gonna get the tambourines, we're gonna get the saxophones, the trombones, we're bringing all that out, and we second line. That's that's the kind of city. <laughs> we are. That's just what it is in New Orleans. You know, ain't no time for crying. It's time for celebrating. So that's 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 what it is, man. Like I I, I love my city. I'm a prideful person. When you want to talk about New Orleans, of course, I got my dog 504 hat on. That's just what I do. But at the same time, man, it's just that's that's what New Orleans do to you, man, and make you. And then I, since we we're talking about it, I remember Coach T. You know, we had damn near 20-something guys from the city of New Orleans. And I'm like, dang, Coach T, why you just getting us? He was like, bro, y'all thinking y'all breathe a little different down there. He said, y'all mentality is a little bit different. Y'all maturity level at a young age is all the way on Wi-Fi, you know? So <laughs> that's that's what I like about y'all. That's And then you, you look at the OBJs, the 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 Ryan Clarks, the Ike Taylors, um, the Mannings. You can just go down the line about – a lot of guys who just from that city, the Reggie Waynes, you 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 could the Air Reeds, man. I could just go down the line from people who just from the same, just from the same area. I ain't talking about the state. The the Jamar Chase, Jamar Chase is from Harvey, Louisiana. He right across the West Bank. You know the Justin Jefferson. I I can just I can keep going on and on, just from that just from that city. 
from the city. I ain't talking about the outskirts from that city. Per per ratio, at one time we had the most DBs in the league when we was playing. When I was playing, we had the most DBs in the league, just mm-hmm. in one off of one city. So mm-hmm. it's just the toughness of that city. But yeah, Coach Sean Payton, man, I think for a lot of people don't understand them hurricanes are mother, bro. Them hurricanes are mother. And that, and that's a lot of off season. That's, you know, 60-something guys you got to deal with and families and making sure not only they family straight, but mentally the guys, your players that you got to control, making sure they straight as well. So I just think, man, it kind of just took a toll on Coach Sean Payton. Then dealing with the quarterback issue, like, damn, it really does matter when you have a quarterback, you know, and they, and they was doing pretty damn good with James Winston until he yep. got hurt. Yep. And let's Let's not forget they did real good. Teddy, Teddy two step Bridgewater. He was doing real good. He went five and zero under Coach Sean Payton as a backup. Yes, you sir. know what I mean. So, yeah, I I think he just needs a break. To be honest with you, from a coaching standpoint, from a coach now him getting on TV, that's gonna be easy, you know, because that's that's just what he do. Coach Payton's gonna be Coach Payton. I think the world gonna see his personality, and I think that'll be exciting to see. So. Yeah, I'm curious to see what happens with Jameis Winston, who is due to become an unrestricted free agent, but coming off that season-ending injury. And I, I, I know that Joker a lot about Jameis because he's, uh, he, he's a funny guy and coming off that 30-for-30 30 30 season, but yeah. he really cut down on his turnovers when he was healthy in no, the he 2021 did. season. And the Saints went into a kind of a tailspin considering that whether it was the rookie, Ian Book, Trevor Simeon, or Taysom Hill just couldn't bring to the table what they had with Jameis early on in the season before his injury. So what happens to Winston now, too, if he remains with the Saints or if he tries to go elsewhere, maybe Pittsburgh? But that's one thing I'm curious to see is what ends up happening with Jameis Winston as a result of all of this. And again, I'm going to mention this again. Saints have their work cut out for them because they are $74 million over the salary cap that ranks dead last in the NFL. So Kind of an uphill battle for the Saints, and uh, we'll see what ends up happening there, Ike. To the AFC Championship game, Bengals and Chiefs this weekend at Arrowhead Stadium. Bergen family member will be in the building. My brother Scott, shout out, is going to be there at Arrowhead Stadium. Very, very jealous of that. But to me, Ike, the biggest question mark I have looming over this game we could talk about the high, high-powered high offenses on both sides of the football between the Chiefs and the Bengals. But my question was this. Does the Honey Badger play? He got hurt in the Chiefs' comeback victory and the Chiefs' seesaw back-and-forth victory, I should say, against the Buffalo Bills. He is going to be absolutely vital for this Chiefs' defense. If he's not on the field, I think that could be a key, key difference in Sunday's game between the Bengals and the Chiefs. That's the biggest question mark I have looming over all this as we record here Wednesday morning. He was on the field when they lost in Cincinnati. So for me, and that's my dog, Hunter Badger. So for me, it don't matter. It's Joe Burrow. You know what I'm saying? I, I thought the Super Bowl last week was the Super Bowl. And it was AFC, you know, um, divisional game. That's how good Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes played, that's the shootout. And what we saw last week was, if you give anything under 15 seconds to Patrick Mahomes, he got action. <laughs> and and that's exactly what he did. It's just they got somebody who's a little bit cool on the other side, his name is Joe Burrow, you know? And that's how the Cincinnati Bengals team feed off of their offense, not only their offense, but one guy, and that's uh, Jackpot Joey. What I think we don't talk about enough for the Cincinnati Bengals is, is their defense. Their defense um, have whatever personality you want their personality to be. If you need their defense to stop a Patrick Mahomes during the regular season and kind of put a shell over or kind of put a roof over Tyreek Hill and his cousins and his homeboys, Hartman and Nicole Kidman and all them guys and Travis Kelsey, they will. If you need to put a wall up to stop King Henry and company and farming and company so they don't break loose and run wild, they will. So I look at their defense as chameleonaires. You know, they they can change and go with the flow. They can adapt to your mindset. If your mindset is you want to run the ball to make a statement, you're not going to do it. If your mindset is, man, we're going to air this thing out, take the top off the roof and make this hard top convertible, 
you're not going to do it. They're going to wind up making that thing a hard top. So I just don't think right now we get we give enough credit for the Cincinnati Bengals defense. We ain't even going to talk about the offense, which I know you're about to talk about. We ain't even going to talk about the offense, but, man, we definitely got to talk about how they've been stout in their defense. You know, Joy, Jackpot Joy, get, if he get them points that Josh Allen put up, I think it's all the way Cincinnati Bengals. It ain't even going to be an issue. I just want to clarify for our listeners and viewers, Ike, uh, McCole Hardman is on the Chiefs. Nicole Kidman is the uh, the gorgeous oh, actress. So. <laughs> it's still early for you. It's okay. I do it all the time. I get my names confused all the time. Ike, but that's why I was <laughs> laughing earlier. <laughs> Let me wake my brain up a little bit, Mark. Hold on. <laughs> No, you're right, though, because the Bengals did beat the Chiefs earlier this year in week 17 on January the 2nd, 34 to 31 was that final. However, that game was in Cincinnati and the Bengals really well, both the Chiefs and the Bengals needed that game. The Bengals needed the game to get into the playoffs and win the AFC North division. But remember, at the time, the Chiefs were fighting for the one seed in the AFC. And with that loss, it knocked uh, them down in Tennessee, ended up taking the one seed, which is how the regular season ended up shaking out. After that game, it was Patrick Mahomes who went up to rookie receiver Jamar Chase and says, keep it going. We'll see you in the playoffs. So this is now a rubber match where Bengals are going to have to try to beat the Chiefs twice in one year, which I'm going to ask you about the difficulty of beating a team multiple times in a season. Not, you know, just twice here in this in this matchup. But when we're talking about 49ers Rams, you're talking potentially three times once we get to the NFC matchup. So as a former player, how hard is that, Ike, considering you know, you're going up against some of the same, the team. They know what you're going to do. You know, you know what they're going to do. How hard is that as a player? It's, it's just a bare knuckle fight. You know, um, you didn't watch all the tape you needed to watch. Yeah. You know, it, it's just okay. They they might have a, one or two wrinkles, you know, but they still gonna run the same play. But I just go back to when we won the Super Bowl and we had to beat. Wind up beating the, the Baltimore Ravens. Matter of fact, I was just with Ed Reed last night smoking a one of a kind cigar. Make sure y'all go check that out. I tell you, one of cigars.com. I appreciate you, Mark. Yeah. We were talking last night. It was, it's hard to beat a team three times. So we wind up that time, won the Super Bowl, wind up beating the Baltimore Ravens three times. And for us, on the third time, my mindset was a fist fight. This is, this is exactly what we're doing. We just about to take the gloves off and we just about to go bare knuckle with it. The same thing with the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, and I think there's no cockiness to this team. There's no arrogance to this team. It's a lot of confidence. And I really and truly believe it's because <laughs> Jackpot Joey. You know, when you look at Jackpot Joey, not only on the field to get sacked nine times in a football game, not catch a timber tantrum, not blame his offensive line, not pointing the finger. Every time he came back to the sideline, he like, bro, just give me one more extra second, you know? And you're looking at a, a depleted offensive line, like, dang, can y'all even get right on this um, Tennessee Titans defensive line? And they're like, man, we're going to get right as long as we got Jackpot Joey. And I think Jackpot Joey just set the tone, not only for their offense, but for their organization. And – the pick they hit with Jackpot Joey, he's definitely a lottery, a jackpot lottery for them guys because he's going to be good for a long time. Um, so I might as well just go out on and say, even though I think it's hard to beat a team um, twice, let alone three times, and I'm talking about beating the Kansas City Chiefs as well because it's just so hard to keep them guys under wraps. Patrick Mahomes and company, eventually they'll break out. And Coach Eric, the enemy, the OC for the Kansas City Chiefs, and Coach Andy Reid, as far as like play calling, they're probably the two top play callers in the world. If you just look at formations and how they get guys the ball and the way they get guys the ball, if you look at that game against the Pittsburgh Steelers and against the Buffalo Bills, you're like, how many players you can come up with, coach? How many formations you can come up with? How many guys you can get <laughs> get the ball, coach? So they're, they're other than Patrick Mahomes, and he always looking for a Travis Kelsey as he should or Tyreek Hill. We're just spreading the love. You want to talk about world peace? That's exactly what Patrick Mahomes does. And Coach Eric Bieniemy and Coach Andy Reid on the offense, they spread nothing but peace and love because everybody get to touch that ball if you're a football player. Whether you're a Pringle, the second-string running back, 
or whether you're 17, harming the receiver and you're the third receiver. Man, everybody just getting love over there. And what I like about the Kansas City Chiefs is, you know, Patrick Mahomes, he don't mind spreading the love. You know, he don't mind going out and lining up wide as a wide receiver because he know Travis Kelsey about to throw a touchdown. He don't mind sitting behind Travis Kelsey because they're right, they about to run a run action uh, RPO because they're about to give the ball to a Tyreek Hill and that shuffle pass going to go under a touchdown receiving, receiving record, receiving stat for Travis Kelsey. He just don't mind. And it starts with that guy right there. So, But at the same time, man, you got a traditional, old school, somewhat mobile uh, against the Tennessee Titans when it's 34. Jackpot Joey had to scramble and get to that first down to continue the momentum for the Cincinnati Bengals. That's Jackpot Joey. So just to kind of sum it all up, because I know you won't ask me, I got the Cincinnati Bengals going into Arrowhead and stealing this win all because Jackpot Joey and that defense for the Bengals. Excellent. I'm going to go against you, Ike. I'm taking the Chiefs at home. And I know you've told me how difficult it is playing at Arrowhead for how loud it is. I think that home field advantage in the playoffs is going to be a key differentiator. Four consecutive times, the Chiefs have hosted the AFC championship at Arrowhead. That's never been done in the history of the NFL. And I think that the Chiefs are just a team coming off that monster comeback win against the Bills. I think they're going to keep it rolling and go to yet another Super Bowl with Patrick Mahomes and company. So I'm going to take the Chiefs at home to cover that seven-point spread, Ike. But, man, like you were talking last show about the AFC quarterbacks, Mahomes, Burrow, Herbert, Josh Allen. We are in for a treat yet again. Again. 3 o'clock Eastern time on Sunday, and this is going to kick off Conference Championship weekend. I just hope it lives up to what we saw in the divisional round, Ike, because if it's anything like that, we're in for a treat. Yeah, it's going to be tough, bro. I mean, what, what Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes did last week, bro, that's that's – that's, and usually I say instant classics. I had to watch it twice, Mark. So I watched it the night of, and then in the morning – I wind up watching it again on my phone on Game Pass. I'm like, man, it's like what I watched last night, was that for real? <laughs> like, ain't no, ain't no way. Ain't no yeah. way. But yeah, that's that's just, but we about to watch the same thing again. Cause don't Joe, Joe Mixon and company. We sleeping on Joe. And that's one thing. They can hold the, the ball. The other Joe. The other Joe. Yeah. Yeah, they can, they can. The Cincinnati Bengals, if they want to hold a clock for between four and six minutes, they definitely can with their running game. So let's not be. I mean, the Kansas City Chiefs, they got a trio sitting over the receivers. And what you add Travis Kelsey as a tight end with that with that trio. But God dog it, so does the Cincinnati Bengals. They got a hell of a trio between Higgins, Boyd, and Jamar Chase. So we shall see. We get to see the deuces from Tyree Kill again. I, I I love how disrespectful that was, especially considering the defender who was chasing after him was ahead of him when he flashed the deuces, and he still goes running right by. So I hope we get to see that again. One Cheetah. of the most electrifying players I've ever seen with the ball in his hands. Cheetah like, man, oh, no disrespect, but I'm about to disrespect you. <laughs> that's, all, that's all that piece, man. That, that piece ain't... <laughs> How, how in the world you have an angle on the cat and he outruns that? <laughs> then he shoots, then he shoots the peace, love, and happiness, the peace sign. But ain't nothing peaceful about this peace sign when he's on the field. It's very disrespectful. You gotta love Cheetah for that. Basically, Cheetah, basically, Cheetah saying, God gave me some fast ass, quick twitch muscles that you ain't got and i'm about to leave you when i was a kid we used to call it fast fast like it's like oh he's fat is he fast or is he fast fast so y'all talking new orleans talk right there because when you good at something we say it twice like bro he good nah he good good bro yeah that that dude he he like you said he fast knife he fast fast he fast fast so (laughs) y'all talking that new orleans talk (laughs) when you from 
So if I ain't know no better, I think you got a little southern in you, Mark. Eh, maybe. Maybe somewhere down in the bloodline. We'll go from <laughs> AFC to NFC, Ike. 49ers and Rams and the NFC West showdown commences in the conference championship game. Rams are three and a half point favorite at home, but this 49ers team beat the Rams not once, but twice in the regular season, 31 to 10 and uh, in week 10, that was on November the 15th and then 27 to 24 in week 18, final week of the season. So the Rams could have left the 49ers for dead if they would have put their foot all the way on the gas and here the 49ers are yet again. If they had, they've got to beat the Rams three times in a season, though, Ike. And I know you mentioned it earlier, but to me, it's like who better to talk to than a player who's had to do that before in his career, not once but twice in the 05 season. Well, the 05 season, you played the Bengals three times and then you won in the rubber match in the playoffs. But in the 08 Super Bowl run, you beat the Ravens three times in a season, just the difficulty of doing that. Uh, that to me, it's going to be key, but the 49ers, the way they play is more of a smash mouth style, which I think the Rams are a little bit more finesse under Sean McVay and company. But what, what do you think about this matchup, Mike? 49ers and Rams, I'm going to turn them, I'm going to leave it open-ended. The floor is yours. DeMarco, Ryan, me, please. And that's the defense coordinator for the 49ers. That's who's been causing all this goddamn habit. <laughs> Young defense coordinator, coming up with a game plan, whether you're Sean McVay and company and Matthew Stafford, or whether you're Matt LaFleur and company or Aaron Rodgers. DeMarco Ryan me, please, because I got this defense playing to my liking and that smash mouth football, like you were saying. So, yeah, ain't nobody so far. Ain't nobody so far. I don't, I don't, care, who, I don't care who the OC is. I don't care who the quarterback is. Have an answer for this young rising defensive coordinator and DeMarco Ryan. He has this, he has the 49ers defense playing lights out. So just take coach Kyle Shanahan and this is no disrespect to coach Kyle Shanahan and what he can do on the offensive side and how he can generate his points and how he can score in the ways he can score. DeMarco Ryan, me, please. He's the key to the success in 2022, 21. I love the shout out, Ike. And he's going to have his work cut out from him considering shutting down Cooper Cup is priority number one, number two, and number three. And the reason I say this, Cooper Cup, the triple crown winner in the regular season, the first receiver in NFL history, regular season and postseason combined, who has surpassed 2,000 yards receiving. And that includes some great receivers, including Larry Fitzgerald during his Super Bowl run against your Pittsburgh Steelers includes Jerry Rice, the most yards ever a receiver has had regular season, postseason. To me, he's where the, the Rams offense starts. He's where they go to. You've got to figure out a way to slow him down. That's going to be the key for DeMarco Ryan as the DC of the 49ers in this game. Yeah, is is DeMarco DeMarco gonna play Cooper. Wherever Cooper at, they know where the play is going, whether it's running or passing. And they're gonna play, they're gonna play highly off of the percentages. I guarantee you, wherever he is, because that's that's the head catalyst for that offense. Where's Cooper Cup? Okay, this is where this play is going. If this play is not a run play and this play becomes a pass play, we're gonna beat him to the spot before he gets there. Guarantee. They're gonna play percentages. Coach, me, the D.C., DeMarco Ryan will be playing percentages because they know Coach Sean McVay likes to do certain things with Cooper Cup, and they're going to already be sitting in the spot to where he's going to be. Watch what I tell you. Two picks by the 49ers defense. Garon. I I have a theory for you. I heard this on another podcast. I know Jimmy G takes his lumps, just how he's perceived. He is the ultimate winner. We could be talking about him going and leading the Niners to a second Super Bowl title. Or you say leading, maybe, you know, taking the 49ers. The Niners might be winning in spite of him. But in some ways, the analogy I've heard with Jimmy Garoppolo is that he is like the modern day version of Eli Manning, where like during the regular season, very middle of the road, but he transforms into a guy where he just keeps winning in the postseason. And the 49ers after this season are going to have an interesting decision to make because it's like, 
Short of winning a Super Bowl, you could maybe trade Jimmy G and ask for the Kings ransom back, roll with Trey Lance in the 2022 season. But if, if he's the quarterback of a team that's made the Super Bowl in what, two out of three seasons, like how many other teams would love to be in that same situation? So they've got a bit of a dilemma. But the analogy I heard with Jimmy G is that he's a little bit like Eli Manning, where kind of middle of the road during the regular season, but when in the postseason it counts and you've got to win football games, they happen to win games time after time after time after time. Yeah, you get one more year. You know, you, you get past you get past the LA Rams, you give them one year. You put them on a one year deal. Mm-hmm. That's exactly but I, I just listened to what, you know, Kittles was saying about him. Kittles, his tight end was like, man, y'all be talking about our quarterback, but we love him. Oh, light switch went off in my head. <laughs> okay. So his team his 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 teammates his teammates hearing the noise and hearing what we say as media guys about Jimmy G. Mm-hmm. Shanahan, and when Jimmy G isn't the starting quarterback, he has a losing record. Cal Shanahan, when Jimmy G is the starting quarterback, you're going back to the, possibly you get opportunity to go back to the Super Bowl mm-hmm. in three years. So two out of three. Mm-hmm. So I mean, as much as you don't like everybody's not the they ain't about to be Tom Brady. You, you it's hard to find a Tom Brady because I can't even put Aaron Rodgers in that situation. I, I can't even put a Drew Brees in that situation. And I'm talking about Hall of Famers. Tom just been there ten times and one seven. You know, we look at everybody else, they only been there once. That's how hard it is. Aaron only been there one time. Drew Brees only been there one time. You know, um for the defense of the Mannings, you know. Peyton Manning, he been there a few times, but he had a hell of a defense when he went to to the to the uh, Denver Broncos. When, when he went his second, yep, yep. And you and you and you know Eli, you know Eli, he be hibernating during the regular season, <laughs> but don't wake his ass up during the postseason. He gonna just 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 as Tom Brady, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah, we we shall we shall see. But Jimmy Garoppolo, man, his record speaks for itself. You might not like the way he wins, but he's a winner. Mm-hmm. That, that's that's just what it is. So a lot of teams will love his scenario. I'm sure the Dallas Cowboys will love Jimmy G scenario. Too you soon, know? Ike. Too soon. So um that's 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 just how it is. But I mean, since you're gonna ask me, well, in so many words, I'm gonna rock with my other underdogs. I got the 49ers beating the LA Rams. Man. I I want see to me the Rams have so, it's like on paper they have so much talent and I want to take them. What do but you I, you 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 destroyed me in picks last week. I'm rocking with Dyke Taylor. You've convinced me. I'm going to take the 49ers in this game as well your, as the what, underdog. What your eye test say? Like take 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 paper off. What 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 do you see when you're watching the game? Like take the stats out. Yeah. What what do you see? Do you see I, do you see the 49ers or the LA Rams win? It, to me, I mean, I know we always say it's a line of scrimmage game, and I right. see who dominates the line of scrimmage. So I'm talking the Aaron Donalds, the Von Miller, the Von Millers, the Leonard Floyds from the Rams standpoint. But I look at the 49ers led by Bosa and company, and they do the same thing, Ike. Where it's they like they do the same thing. So it's the, like they do the same thing. I, I'm going to pick the 49ers. I'm going to pick the 49ers as underdogs. I, I'm going to rock with you for the NFC. Um, a few prop bets we need to get to um, mm-hmm. before we wrap up the show. So odds to win the Super Bowl. Chiefs are the favorite. 49ers are the biggest long shot. Which mm-hmm. of the four teams, Chiefs, Rams, Bengals, 49ers, do you like to win the Super Bowl, Ike? I got 49ers going all the way the underdogs at plus 800. So if you want to go to betonline.ag right now, a $100 bet will win you 800. You'll get 900 back, Ike. So the biggest long shot right now. I love how you're rolling with the underdogs. Yeah, I'm I'm rocking. I'm just, I'm, I'm rocking with them. Because Jimmy G has been playing okay. I think Jimmy G bought the, these last two games, he bought the light. He bought the light the hell up. You know, he going he gonna, he gonna to nick Foles the hell out of y'all that's what he bought to do he bought to light up these last two games and it's gonna be like god lee like he finally got him one you know so 
this this is this is this is where we at right now, man. We with the 49ers, and we talk about this on the show too, Mark. The referees in the playoffs, man, they leave they whistle at the crib. They don't even leave in the locker room. These two games, <laughs> they ain't even bringing on a trip. You know what I'm saying? They left it at the crib on the couch on purpose. We're not even bringing our <laughs> our whistle. So mm-hmm. and two teams that who are built for that are the Cincinnati Bengals and the San Francisco 49ers. And I'm rocking with the two underdogs. Ike, I'm going to go with the Chiefs. It's the safe money. But if you want a little bit better of a payout again, the, the Chiefs are at plus 130 right now, the overwhelming favorite. Rams at plus 220 and the Bengals at plus 400. But Ike's going with the 49ers at plus 800, the biggest long shot, the best payout as well. So Chiefs or 49ers, I think it's pretty good odds. You're getting some pretty good insight there, Ike. So to transition then would be if you think the 49ers will win the Super Bowl, is it Jimmy G that you would have for the Super Bowl MVP, Ike? Yeah. Yeah, I think okay. D- I think Debo going to get him now. I think Jimmy going to take over. Okay. So Jimmy G is plus 800 to win Super Bowl MVP. Mahomes, the favorite, at plus 175. Matthew Stafford at plus 375. That's going to be the key, too, is can Stafford keep what's been good playoff play consistent kind of plagued him throughout his career uh not to say he hasn't looked at times like an elite quarterback when he was a member of the detroit lions but it's the consistency that you mentioned ike um where it's like you aren't quite sure what you're going to get from him game in and game out when you know he's on top of his game he's really as good as there is in this league but i also think he's got both a high floor and a high ceiling whichever way you want to look at it yeah coach i'm they know what he's doing it, I mean, I, I don't think they threw the ball over twenty-five time, times against the uh, against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So um, I could be wrong, but I don't think they threw the ball a lot. Just just guessing, and that's that's perfect. Um, they ran they ran the ball efficiently, and that's where it starts out with Coach Sean McVay offense. Mm-hmm. Man, let us let us run the ball. Let's get this thing started. You know, so uh, Coach Sean McVay, you know. Um, his style of on how he runs is kind of finesse, but he still got that old school way. He still wants to establish the run, so that's exactly what mm-hmm. he did against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, and that's gonna help Matthew Stafford as well, because you know Matthew in his arm, I trust. He really trusts his arm to make a lot of a lot of squeaky clean, um, sometimes accurate but inaccurate passes. So we shall see, but I'm. Um, I'm going to go out on rock with my 49ers all the way. Okay. I've got Mahomes winning. It's, again, a very safe bet at plus 175. Just think if the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, I mean, unless Tyree Kill just put up a, a monster performance individually, if the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl, which I predict that Mahomes would be the guy. A couple of other interesting odds. Cooper Cup actually has better odds to win Super Bowl MVP at plus 900 than Joe Burrow does at plus 1,000, Ike. So I think you just get some good value on Joe Burrow, the Bengals quarterback, if you think that the Bengals will go on and win the Super Bowl there. Uh, Debo Samuel at plus 1,200, and then from there you get 20 to 1 odds. Uh, Several other players are listed out as more long-shot MVPs. And then the last prop bet we need to get through ike is your super bowl outcome so not only the two teams that will play but the the winning super bowl team of the four matchups that are that are left uh who you you so to clarify for our listeners you pick both the Bengals and the 49ers to win the super bowl who do you have actually winning the big game the 49ers okay i got the san francisco let's take it the whole way to win the super bowl matter of fact after we get off, I'm going to go ahead and shoot the betonline.ag and place his bet. And by the end of February, man, I might have a new something because I don't. <laughs> you get really good odds on all of your bets, Ike, if any of them hit. Plus 1,600 for the 49ers to beat the Bengals. Second longest odds to win that. The most likely outcome, according to the, the odds makers at betonline.ag right now, would be Chiefs over Rams at plus 250. Uh, I will go with the Chiefs beating the 49ers in the Super Bowl. That you can get at plus 425, so still pretty good value there uh, for our listeners and our viewers. But, 
I, I was like talking about the prop bets because I'm not the biggest gambler, but what they tell me is what is likely to happen in scenarios. So love to have them on as a sponsor <clears throat> here on the believe in Steelers podcast, because the odds makers, they usually aren't wrong. They're usually spot on with their odds and with where they set these lines. Yeah. I mean, tell them, come on aboard, be part of the family. Shucks. <laughs> Ike, you're the absolute best. Um, are you going to be in Vegas still during conference championship weekend? Or are you going to be back in Florida? I'll be home Friday because okay. my 707 tournament in Orlando. So I'll be back at the career for sure. Ike, you're the absolute best. Enjoy the rest of your time in Pre- Vegas. Check out Ike and his one-of-a-kind cigar line at HowardGCigars.com. want to thank the Believe in Steelers podcast. Next week, Ike, we're going to be joined by some fellow hosts on the Believe in Steelers podcast. I'm going to leave it there to let our listeners and viewers speculate who we're going to talk to on Monday. So go check out some of the podcasts on the Believe Podcast Network. Again, want to thank you. want to thank the folks and the producers over at Brinks TV, led by John Brinkus, Courtney Vargas, Herbert Diaz, and the crew over there. Today's sponsor, betonline.ag. Go place a wager on the conference championship game weekend. And I want to thank the listeners and the viewers of the Believe in Steelers podcast. We're winding down on the 2021 season, and it's going to come down to the final wire conference championship weekend just ahead of the Super Bowl. I, this is the best time of year to watch football. I couldn't have said it any better. So I'm going to let you go out on close this show. <laughs> Ike, we got to let you get some more sleep than Las Vegas. I got to go straight to this workout. <laughs> for Ike Taylor, I'm Mark Berg. And thank you for listening to the Believe in Steelers podcast. We will see you on Monday to recap conference championship weekend. Enjoy the action. Until then, take care. And so long, everybody. Peace. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.